please, please, it is prostate, not prostrate. Just, just putting it out there. Hello and welcome to A Doctor's View, a podcast looking at everyday health topics and life through a doctor's eyes. Please note that all opinions are my own and should not replace the advice given to you by your own doctor. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. I was going through a patient's notes the other day, uh, ready for surgery, and it occurred to me whilst looking through some of the medications that this patient was on, and I was wondering, do these patients actually know why they take a lot of their medications? And oddly enough, I believe that the answer is no. Um, Obviously, there are very clued up patients who know everything and anything about their various conditions, and all credit to them, rightly so. It's um, it's important to know why you are taking certain medications and to know how best to manage the conditions that you do have. But there's definitely been a few instances that I can recall where there's definitely some times where a patient does not know why uh, they are on a specific medication. They may say, I'm on a water tablet or this is for my sugar, or this is for my heart. But when it comes to actual specifics, they don't actually know why they're taking it for for the reason that they might believe. They don't know what it is about their heart that needs medicating, or what it is about the blood sugar that needs regulating, and so on. And I remember uh, when I was at medical school, Uh, we were told by a general practitioner at the time and he said to me, uh, well actually us as a a class, we'd spent a long time talking about diabetes. Uh, Several weeks actually it it took up of of the course, I think it was in year two out of the five. And he was saying to us the reason why we spend so long talking about this condition is it's it's relatively quite complicated in terms of its management and the different types and so on and his point was that he he takes two weeks to explain it all to us and for us to to learn about it and that's our job that's what we were there to do to learn about medical conditions and to learn about how to manage them so if it's taking us two weeks how difficult is it for your everyday patient to a uh, person off the street to, to actually know about this condition? So he advised us next time we see a patient with diabetes, which was actually going to be in a day or so's time, to ask them, what is diabetes? You're taking medication for it. So what is it? So there I was in someone's living room during a home visit, a relatively elderly patient, and I'd seen from their records that they were diabetic for quite some time. So I asked them, what do you think is diabetes? What is it? Why do you take these medicines? And the response I got was, well, I've, I've been diabetic for, for many, many years. I said, okay, um, can you explain what it is? And there was a very, very blank expression on on um, on this patient's face, despite the fact that they had been taking medication for this condition and a serious condition for many, many years, tens of years. Um, and 
they were unable to explain to me what this condition was and what these tablets actually do for them and why they need to take them. Now, I'm in no way belittling this patient at all. It's it's completely understandable. They're an elderly patient. They, you know, things like internet and um, just the, the desire to, to know about these things just really weren't weren't there and that's absolutely fine but I think this extends to quite a, a large population in terms of uh, the, the conditions that we're talking about and it can be quite quite daunting to know what these things are and and why these these um, things are being these medications are being given to you and why they're being taken because more often than not medications can have side effects um all you have to do is is open up a leaflet for paracetamol for example that you've bought from supermarket and you'll see there's a a raft of side effects now of course that's not to say that you will develop these side effects just some people have in the past so it has to be mentioned so going back to the diabetes um story just for those that are are actually interested in terms of what is um, diabetes and understanding the disease process and understanding why we have to take certain things to control it if we are diabetic, I thought I would quickly explain. So diabetes is short for diabetes mellitus. um, And this is a disease which occurs when we have a level of sugar in our blood and that level is higher than normal. Now there's two different types of diabetes, two main types rather I should say, and these are called type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. To understand the difference between the two I just have to explain a little bit about glucose and insulin. So after we eat foods they're broken down into, um, into sugars and the main sugar is glucose and this is our energy source. This is what our body uses for fuel. And this glucose level should stay within a normal level, not too low, not too high. Both um, either side of the scale have consequences, have side effects, etc. So when our blood sugar level, our glucose level goes up, usually after, after eating a meal, we release a hormone and this hormone is called insulin. So insulin acts to allow our body, our cells in our body to absorb and take in this glucose from our bloodstream. And then it's converted to energy um, and if it immediately or if it's needed, it's stored as glycogen or fat. When our glucose level starts going down, the amount of insulin then goes down. And this is a a feedback mechanism. So going back to our two main types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 diabetes typically first presents in childhood and this results from our pancreas stopping to make insulin. So our bodies no longer produce it. And this means that your blood sugar levels go up. As a consequence, you will see people requiring to inject with insulin. And more often than not, this is because of a genetic predisposition that they had from birth and has resulted in type 1 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes, this is more common later on in life and is more common in people who are 
overweight and obese or um and these symptoms have tend to develop gradually over over some time now in type 2 diabetes patients still make insulin unlike type 1 but with type 2 diabetes they don't make enough insulin for their body's needs or their body is become has become resistant to this insulin not able to utilize the insulin that is made so consequently they require to take medications to help um, help utilize this insulin more so and usually this is tablet controlled sometimes type 2 diabetics do also need um, to develop such an insulin resistance that they need to inject themselves with insulin too so whilst the description of these things can seem simple to some extent it's not the easiest thing in the world to explain to someone so it can be understandable why a patient wouldn't know what diabetes is or their specific type of diabetes and why they're taking these medications all they really know and to some extent what they need to know is that yes it is to do with their their blood sugar and their tablets or their medication that they take for this help keep that normal and when it's high it's it's bad and when it's low it's also bad that's the basic understanding and it's not unreasonable to expect that a typical patient off the street will uh, have that level of understanding they're both an argument whether or not we should know more about the the things that are wrong with us the things that we're being treated for because by understanding it better we can help um, help in the treatment of it. So I do get a lot of patients with, say, diabetes who um, I question about their diet and they, they tell me some of the things they eat. And many of them, whilst they may have been told in the past what to eat, what not to eat, they do have regular diabetic visits and, and these things are usually covered in, in these visits. The implications of, of not following this this diet or the implications of not following the instructions given to them probably aren't very well understood, it seems. Um, I'm not speaking for everyone, of course. So some that, some people are very, very clued up on, on their conditions. Um, but perhaps we should spend sometimes a little bit of time to, to question these people, maybe as, as health professionals. I don't know. It's a food for thought. Um, one other actually quite funny story was uh, another general practitioner was telling me he had um, had a patient an elderly lady and this lady was suffering from asthma now as you may know asthma is a relatively common lung condition that causes obstruction um, at various times and it can affect people's breathing so one of the mainstays of treatment for asthma is to use inhalers and inhalers come in different shapes and sizes some have a powder that gets crushed and then you inhale the the crushed powder others are in a form of um an an aerosol which you spray into the mouth as as you take a breath in and each inhaler has various techniques um to to utilize them fully and these techniques are usually explained to you by the asthma nurse or by your GP or by your uh, respiratory professional. And follow-up appointments are done to make sure that um, that your asthma is well controlled. Now, this uh, this patient that was that was being discussed, this lady was a relatively old elderly lady, 
and she had um she had asthma for many many years and she kept having quite bad bouts of it and despite using her inhalers and all the rest she kept coming back to the the gp saying i'm just getting a bit short on breath and all the rest so the gp was understandable and uh understandably was was did all the relevant tests and and then finally he said to he did say to her i'd like to just assess uh how you use your inhaler now this this lady became a little bit irate with this and um felt a little bit patronized because as she said i've been asthmatic for many many years and i know exactly how to use my inhaler and gp said okay that that's absolutely fine i do understand but just for completion's sake just to make sure there's nothing we can improve on on technique I'd just like to see you use your inhaler so this lady gets her inhaler out of her bag she stands up and she then does this uh, stance like she's about to receive a, a rugby ball, um, short, you know, legs shoulders apart, looking looking really prepared, undoes her blouse and then sprays the inhaler onto her chest, which of course is going to do absolutely nothing. But it, and this is, this is what she's been doing all this time for, well, for at least since uh, since the last last time her inhalers were changed. Now, I think it it just goes to show that um, there are still people out there with with you know, with uh, with well known conditions who have had them for a very long time and may have been told exactly how to use their inhalers, but the, or how to new, use their medication, but have taken things onto their own accord and believe that what they're doing is is correct. Um, so we do have to continuously check, and whilst it sometimes does sound patronizing if you do get any patronizing questions in by your gp or what it feels like patronizing question by your gp believe me it's, it's not it's not for for fun or to to uh, belittle a patient it's purely just just to check because you never know and you know and and that was a proving point so all of this brings me on to um a next point and that is the dangers of dr google now, the internet and search engines like Google have been absolutely wonderful for both for everyone, really, for both, but also for patients and also for health professionals as well. We have a vast amount of knowledge at our fingertips. We have a fantastic resource. We can see journals. We can see um, articles. We can look up medications. We've got our British National Formulary online. All these things that that we can utilize as tools to help us in our practice, and also it helps patients educate themselves as well. Uh, there's lots and lots of fantastic websites with good patient information leaflets uh, online that can be downloaded regarding main conditions and it gives you a good understanding of what these conditions are like some of the conditions I've spoken to about today. Now there are dangers with this. Um, If there is a very rare or unusual condition that a patient has, more often than not the patients become an expert in that condition and rightly so they they've something unusual they've done the research on it they know pretty much everything they need to know about this condition how to manage it and it can be quite daunting when you see a patient with with an unusual condition or with something that you don't see very common commonly sorry and the 
you almost feel slightly stupid because they're able to to recall lots of lots of articles and and lots of experimental treatments etc and this is good uh it's 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 nice but um it's sometimes worth knowing that if you're not a special specialist in that field it can be a bit much to ask for a, a doctor who specializes in one thing or um, a general practitioner who's, who who sees a broad range of things to know everything there is to know about this one topic. And it can be quite difficult sometimes. And you do have to often go away, look things up to be on the same page. And that's absolutely fine. However, there's another group of patients that come in and tell you exactly what is wrong with them and tell you exactly how they want to be managed, mainly thanks to Dr. Google. Now, like I say, Google is a fantastic resource. There's lots of very good websites. However, what a patient may not understand is that Google diagnosis or management plans uh, that you find online, this is for everyone in the broad sense of the word. When you go see a doctor, a doctor's diagnosis is based on you, the patient, at that given time. So it's what is best for you, given the fact that you may have this concurrent condition, or you may be allergic to this type of medication, or your blood results show this. Not everything is going to fit um, fit you perfectly. So it's your doctor's job to look at everything as a whole and to decide what is the best treatment. So it's mainly just to say, whilst it is a fantastic resource, please don't go in demanding a certain treatment if without having a chat with, with your doctor first. It's important that you're both on the same page, for sure, but please understand that your doctor's there to do the best they can for you at that given time. Google's very generic. It cannot be tailored specifically for you. And whilst it is always good to look things up, just please bear this in mind. Whilst I am also extremely sympathetic with um, any medical conditions and any uh, questions that a patient must have, there is one thing, one thing that is quite infuriating. Please, please, it is prostate, not prostrate. Just, Just putting it out there. It's the one thing, I don't know why, it's bugged me for many, many, many years. It's, there is no second R in prostate, okay? Um, I have to say that. There, I've said it, I'm happy now. So a slightly shorter episode this time, but just to give you an insight into some of the difficulties we can have in terms of describing some of these conditions to patients and also some of the difficulties patients have in understanding some of these conditions and that people do take their medications for granted and indeed the medical problems that they have. So if you do have something that you're a little bit worried about or that you're taking medications for and aren't too sure, please do ask. Um, ask your general practitioner, ask your um, doctor at your next visit. It's, uh, it's worth knowing and it can be useful because sometimes you can make your condition that little bit easier to manage if you know some of the things to avoid to try and make it, make it worse or what, you, what can make it better. So I'll leave you with that. And as always, please take care of yourselves and look forward to joining you next time. Goodbye.